living through any sort of trauma can be a really difficult and painstaking thing to go through. It can take a lot of energy for someone to go through any experience that's traumatic. However, Michelle has been through a lot of dramatic and experiences and has come through the other side and is, is thriving under these conditions. So in my opinion, that makes her a diamond. And I feel so blessed to call her my friend. Hello. Hello. Hi, can Hello. you hear me okay? Yeah, can you hear me? Perfectly. Leslie, I was worried it wouldn't work. <laughs> oh my goodness, I was too, because I was on Facebook and somebody sent me a voice message and it wouldn't play on my laptop and I'm like oh no I have this podcast how am I not gonna be able to listen oh no <laughs> I understand yes but it's working yay <laughs> so how are you doing today oh wonderful good wonderful good it's uh, despite the fact that it's been raining non-stop in the last three days I think there's some kind of tropical storm or hurricane going up the coast yeah. How are things over there? Are you still there? Yeah, can you hear me? I I just it still blows my mind that I'm talking to somebody that, that for me it's three o'clock here and there it's ten o'clock. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's only morning here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good start, isn't it? Can you hear me okay? Because I think there's a bit of a crossover, is there? What do you mean? As in, can you hear, hear me in live oh, yeah. time? Yeah, oh, I'm that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing you. <laughs> so this is how well, Anchor works. I was wondering how... Um, how people like when they're distant like you and I are, are across yeah. the pond and I'm like oh, how do you do a podcast if you're not with the person so this is how anchor works that's amazing I know it's um Michael sorry um <clears throat> I think it's amazing too. Yeah, I um, I took a course. Uh, I I can only remember her first name. It's Anna, and um, she uses Anchor. And yeah. well, I didn't know how it worked though. She didn't explain exactly how it works. So this is pretty cool. So what we yeah, before, talk huh? I was going to say before I started the podcast, I did look on a few other sites and they seemed a little bit more complicated than Anchor, whereas this one, you can just invite people like this, mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, the, some of the others, which we're not going to, I'm not going to go into who, what and when, but. Right, 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 you know, right. I have to record it on Zoom and then upload it and stuff like that, whereas this one is, it's within the app, so it's really good. 
Is it true that this one will upload it on all of the other platforms, such as like, I mean, there's iTunes. I mean, I was it iPod, iTunes, um, yeah, Spotify, and a, a couple others. Yeah, this one's on Spotify, and I think it's on a few others. But I did, do you know, until I started this journey regarding podcasts, I didn't even know about the other other sources. I knew about Spotify, right, and Amazon. Mm-hmm. And iTunes, but a lot of the others I didn't know about. Well, it's definitely something to look into because you can be uh, be heard by even a larger crowd. Yes. Oh, this is going to be so, so much fun. I'm so, I know, I shouldn't even be feeling nervous, but I do. Sorry. Oh, don't be nervous. I know. <laughs> and, and you know it's recording, so if anything happens, we can stop and start over. True. So um, I want to get started on some of the questions that I've, I, I, I created. Okay. Well, the first one is where you, where, well, I know you're Michelle. So if you want actually, if you want to introduce yourself to everybody, that would be awesome. <laughs> All right. Hi, I'm Michelle. I am a woman's empowerment, uh, transformation, accountability, and business coach. I help women ditch their limiting beliefs and become powerhouses that they were meant to be. I help, um, I also help with trauma because I am a trauma survivor and I believe that there is a very significant need uh, for trauma victims to realize that there is life after trauma. It does not need to define you. And do, do you still feel that trauma? I do at times, but I've learned how to manage it. I mean, um, a lot of people use this word healing and they say, Mm -hmm. oh, I healed my trauma. When in fact it's not healed, it's just now you learned how to modify it and to recognize symptoms such as depression or anxiety or a trigger and how to manage it that you can be happy again, that you can be content and it no longer controls you because the trauma, you know, that's something that has existed within you and yeah. it's there, it's there. But now I can speak about it and I no longer relive it. If that makes sense. Now I, um, but there are still times where somebody will say something that my abuser said, and I will stop for a minute, like, Oh, you know, and get tense and like, Oh my goodness. And then I'm like, wait, I'm not in that anymore. That's just something somebody said. That's not my reality. And these are things that I I can teach people so that it no longer controls you. You can use it as a springboard, actually, like I did to help other people. And how did you get into that? What what started you? Well, this is a story. (laughs) (laughs) So... In, um, in 2009, I did try to commit suicide and I got counseling then, but I, let me tell you, counseling does not work for me. I can't sit there and talk to death. You know, yes. You know, I understand that. Yeah. It's like, how do you feel? Well, I'm angry. Well, why are you angry? Because some mofo decided to take advantage of me when I was eight years old. Well, how does that make you feel? I'm freaking angry. That's how I feel. <laughs> you know? So that's what I, that was my experience with um, therapy. And fast forward to 2000, I believe it was 
16 or 17, I was on Facebook and I saw this gentleman named Brad Kenny. And if anybody's not following him, you should. He's wonderful. You find him mostly on TikTok, though, these days. Anyway, he um, was talking with Dave Gieselman in, in an interview on Facebook, and I absolutely loved his manner in a way how calm he was. And I found out later that he had a trauma in his background, not the same as mine. It was different, um, but still the same family dynamic that I grew up in. And I reached out to him and he had helped me so much. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is a great idea. This is something I can do to give my life purpose that I, you know, that I can use what happened to me for good. So I basically blame Brad for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's all his fault. Yeah, that's a good way to blame someone though, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, it is. And he's he's a magical person. I absolutely love him. And on the back of that, you went into, I know you said you don't like therapy, so you didn't, what did you do with him that helped you move forward? Uh, Well, I became his client and I worked with him for six months. And along with that, I became a personal development junkie. I mean, I took, I spent, oh geez, I don't even know if I want to say on here because if my partner found out, he'd be so mad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, this was a significant. I could probably have bought that house. That's how much money I invested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could have probably bought a house. That's how much I invested in personal development, and it's changed my life for that. You know, phenomenally. I I see family members that have suffered, and you know, my own family members that have not chose either avenue. You know, therapy does work for some. It just did not work yeah. for me. You know, and I see what happens when you choose not to do anything. I see how happy they are, how in victimhood they are. Everything is everybody's fault. Every All this badness is happening to me and it's everybody else's fault. And it's such an unhappy life. It's so unhappy. I can't, I don't, I'm so glad yeah. that I did. I chose a different path. And I feel the same as you were regarding therapy. I think there's only so many times you can talk about the same thing as well without keeping you in it like I definitely prefer moving forward right right and that's why therapy yeah I'm sorry go ahead carry on (laughs) I was just gonna say that you know oftentimes therapy and coaching work hand in hand because Uh a therapy does deal with what happened in the past you can talk through what happened in the past where I believe coaching helps you deal with what's happening right now in the future, in a pre- not in the future, I'm sorry, that's wrong, in the present, how do I manage today? I don't yes. care about what happened, you know, how old am I? 53. I don't care what happened, you know, over, oh my gosh, I can't even do math. <laughs> over 40 some years ago, I don't care. I can't go back there and change it. But I do believe that if somebody can deal with therapy and it works for them, that working with therapy and coaching hand in hand is you, you'll get tremendous results in bettering your life and which breaks, you know, as you know, generational, you know, traumas and, and, you know, going forward, you can raise a better, a different family that is better equipped to handle whatever life throws at them. And I think myself, it's it's about picking the right coach and the right therapist, isn't it? I mean, I think sometimes we think 
because it's a therapist they're meant to suit us and it doesn't always suit us sometimes you have to find someone else absolutely i am so glad you brought that up because that is one of my pet peeves i have mm -hmm. had people come to me and say y'all therapy doesn't work well did you try a different therapist because just because it didn't work for me i am doing it's not that i don't advocate for it because that's yes. not true it just did not work for me but i do suggest anyone um working with a therapist that's not getting any kind of results or doesn't feel comfortable with that therapist is afraid to open up to him or her uh, it would be a good idea to switch therapists i mean think about it if you're using a brand of toothpaste and you don't like it what do you do use the same brand of toothpaste no you get something better that you like you know yeah you know women with foundation i mean this is very trivial it's not not to be compared with a healing modality <laughs> But it's still the same concept. If you're, you know, using car insurance, it costs you too much. You start shopping around for better car insurance. So if you're using a therapist that's not giving you the results that you want or you feel comfortable with, shop around for another one. And then yeah. another one that I, I touch on all the time is the medication. Sometimes you end up medicated, you know, to treat your, you know, uh, whatever disorder you might have. Yeah be it depression or anxiety or anything else. And I've had so many, if I had a dollar for every person that told me what I'm going to say next, I would be a millionaire that, um, well, my medicine doesn't really work. And my next question to them is, well, did you tell your doctor? Well, no. Yeah. Why? Why? Do you know how many medications are out there to treat anxiety and depression? The doctor or therapist will give you the one that they're getting the kickback for at that time. And I also think as well with medication, it depends on how it, sometimes you think it doesn't work until you're off it. When you're off it, you'll realize how much it works. So true. So I think some people think that medication is like, you know, a happiness pill that you're going to be, you know, feeling, but very often, like, I mean, I'm not a medical expert, so I'm not going down that road, but I know some of them, they're, they're there to basically level you out so you can have the therapy without all the, you know, without all the distressing thoughts you can have with it. Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. 100%. In fact, I had a conversation with a family member that they went off their medication because they're like, well, I feel fine. I feel fine. Mm -hmm. I don't need the medication. And they got off the medication and continued to feel fine, but were actually hurting everybody. They, they were, end up hurting everyone around them because of their symptoms of you know the anxiety and depression. Yeah. And yeah, that's why it's good and imperative to shop around for the right doctor and the right therapist because yeah. you want to be able to have these conversations with them saying you know I don't feel like my medicine is working can you help me determine whether that's true or not if it is true what is my other options you know what else can I take you know because a lot of them cause different um what's the word I'm looking for oh shoot my brain just went dead different <laughs> side effects there we go <laughs> they try they cause different side effects of one of the famous ones that people don't like it's a sexual side effect where you don't yes you know and I've had that conversation with some of my clients as well and I'm like well that's a side effect that's important to you you need to talk to your doctor and say listen I have all this wonderful you know this is a wonderful drug or you know medication mm -hmm. but this one thing is affecting my life in a way that is you know affecting my quality of life I need yes. something to, I need something different so it's best to talk to the doctors and have that open communication with them 
Well, yeah, because the thing is, doctors aren't necessarily psychic, are they? They're not, you know, they're not mind readers. They're not. They only know what you tell them. Exactly. If you don't tell them that there's an issue with whatever they prescribe for you, they think everything is great and wonderful and good, and it's all good. Let's go, go forward. Yeah, and then they end up thinking that everyone else is okay with it too. Like, oh, that person was okay with it. You know, it ends up going into the statistical thing, doesn't it? And then yes, but. We're all all individuals at the end of the day, and everybody deals with things differently. I mean, for me, I've got ADHD, and I know I possibly could have medication, but I just think at the moment, because I've had it all my life, I'm not going to start changing now, or start changing whether I have medication now or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a personal choice to make. And, yeah. You know, and if it's working for you, that's that's wonderful. But if you are seeking, if you're listening to this podcast with us, and if you are seeking yes. help, you know, definitely, you've got, it starts with the right doctor and a the right therapist, and or the, even the right coach. You can get yes. a coach that you do not connect with. That doesn't mean and you I'm, have to stay with that coach. And also, I believe as well with doctors and I, it's all right to challenge them. They're not superhumans. You know, I'm I'm not undermining anyone having a degree. I got degrees myself, and I'm one of the first people though. Do you know what I mean? When people start saying, "Oh, degrees are this," I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute." But I think, you know, it's okay to have a, a conversation with your doctor about what what does and doesn't work for you. Absolutely, because that's the one thing about the human body is that. You know, while we all have a heart, we all have a liver, we all have, you know, all those in- internal organs, we work differently as individuals. Yes. And we, our systems react differently as individuals. You know, you may take Wellbutrin for depression and it may not do a darn thing for you. I may take that same drug and be fan- have fantastic results. And that is their, you know, our, what happens with our chemical makeup inside our body, I'm sure. I'm not a professional on that either, but... Um, yeah I think also it depends if you've been misdiagnosed like for instance with ADHD very often some of the sim you know the characteristics of ADHD would fall under the characteristics for depression so you could be given medication for depression and it doesn't actually work because it's not depression you know it's more ADHD or something else so that's another thing to to investigate I think it's true. It's very true. And um, which is why it's good to work with more than one doctor because yes. uh, and to find the right doctor, because some doctors are more like, well, you appear to have depression. Here's a pill. Go, ha- go have your very little weight now. Yeah. But they're, but they're not looking at what's the underlying condition. You know, what caused the what is causing the depressive symptoms or the dep- depressive episodes? What's causing the anxiety? Let's see if we can give you a medication at the moment to help you stabilize. Now let's go back and find out what's causing it. That yeah. you know, and that's what they did with me because in, in twenty uh, two thousand nine when I did a try to attempt suicide, they first mm-hmm. diagnosed me as being um, bipolar. Right. Okay. Then um, they changed it to just a depressive, uh, a major depressive episode. So that required two different medications. You know, so I had to get off one, go on to another because it was it was really messing with my uh, with that with my mind and everything because it was a stronger medication that required because I didn't have I was not bipolar. Yeah. And if I would have just stopped there 
and didn't advocate and say, listen, this medication is really making me feel wonky, man. I can't do, I'm seeing dragons flying around and I'm pretty sure that's not normal. <laughs> you know. Uh, Sounds like a good trip. <laughs> right? <laughs> but if I wouldn't advocate for myself, you know, if I would just take it that these doctors have gone to school and they have gotten degrees, that means they are the expert in their field but they're not the expert in me. Exactly. And and that's the important thing to remember that if something isn't feeling right, something, you know, doesn't match up with the doctor saying, you know, very gently challenge the doctor. You may have to even, you know, challenge the doctor a little harder. You probably will have to get a different doctor possibly. Um, but, But yeah, misdiagnosis is a big thing, you know, and that's why it's very important to get a second opinion in certain circumstances. And I think it definitely, I say definitely, from what I can gather, I think it happens a lot in women, women being diagnosed wrong. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I had a conversation about this with one of my friends, uh, how the difference in the diagnosis between a man and a woman and the difference in, you know, medicating a, a man and a woman uh, for instance, right now, there's this big thing about not giving narcotics because, you know, of the addiction, you know, that's, yeah. going, that's going rampant. At least, yeah, I know it's happening here in the U.S. I'm not sure how it is on your side of the world. But um, they'll still give a narcotic to a guy, but they won't as easily to a woman because, wow. well, she's, you know she's sensitive. So every little thing bothers her or she's, you know, so obviously she's over exaggerating because, you know, women are, you know, they tend to over exaggerate yeah. everything and well, they survived childbirth. Right. So, you know, I know, right. <laughs> you can, you can handle a little sprained ankle or you can handle a root canal. Oh, you just had major surgery. You can handle it. You gave birth. <laughs> it's ridiculous. isn't It, <laughs> it is. So uh, one of the questions I put down is what challenges have you overcome to get where you are today? Some of the biggest ones is self-worth and trust. And when you, in in my circumstance, I had a stepfather who was sexually abusing me. Uh I had a, I had a mother who told me before this, the abuse even happened that I didn't like this man. I didn't like him at all. Um, and I told her that before she even got married. And my, my thanks for telling her my opinion at, at a tender seven-year-old age was a slap in the face. I was told, mm-hmm. you just be quiet now. Don't you say another bad word about him. This man's going to be your father. And that's that, you know. And children were raised a lot differently 50 years ago than what they are now. You know, back when I was a child, you weren't allowed to have a voice. You weren't allowed to talk back. So I never spoke bad about him again, even even through what he'd done to me. The bad part about all that is you learn to lie really, really good. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, obviously this is something secret and we're not allowed to tell. And then I had a, you know, a gun put to my head by this this person and saying, if you tell anybody, I will kill your parent, I will kill your mommy and I will kill your dad when he comes to pick you you up for visitation. Um, So I got to learn how to lie really, really well. Sorry about this. Can I just pause you one minute? Mia's calling me. I just got to see what she wants. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, One minute. 
Oh, bless her. She wanted to know if we could get a flying squirrel. It's not today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so cute. <laughs> as, if, as if the cats would let us have that. They wouldn't, it wouldn't last two minutes, would it, yeah? <laughs> no, no, it would not. <laughs> Having four cats myself, I can tell you it would not last the day. Oh. <laughs> so going back to... Um, your story if you want to carry on talking about it yes thank you um it's okay i got i got really good at, at telling lies to protect myself and then went, which is fine because we, we do a lot of things within the moment to protect ourselves and help us get through it it's a coping skill to get through it but oftentimes yeah. when we be when we're no longer in that situation when i left at 16 and moved into my grandmother's and then you know finished high school and graduated and went on to, you know, my life, that coping skill was no longer beneficial. It actually became very detrimental to my relationships. Yeah. So that was one of the, that was one thing I had to overcome. And now I am a stickler for people telling lies. It's like, you know, other than a little white lie, like, Hey, listen, we're going to go over to Mary Jane's, you know, at five o'clock. Is that okay? You know, why are we going to Mary Jane's? Well, we're going to Mary Jane's because she's having, she just, you know, wants us to come over and visit. When in fact, Mary Jane's is, uh, you know, planning a surprise party, but we're going to not tell, you know, that's different. Yes. <laughs> that's different. But I mean, the actualize, like hiding things in a relationship, um, you know, lying because you don't want to own up, you own your own shit, as I, as I call it. Um, those things are no longer, they're one of my, non-negotiables in a relationship you want to be a friend with me you want to be my partner my life partner you cannot lie and I have to hold myself to that same standard now because it I've seen how deadly it can be to relationships self-worth is another one um being raised by the mother I was raised that she did the best she could do because she taught yes. the same thing growing up you know she didn't know better um and she was also being abused by her you know, her husband, my stepfather. Yeah. You know, so she had her issues, which was projected onto me. And then I have my own from being abused by this man. I had no self-worth. I had no friends growing up. I was lonely. Oh. You know, it was not a, a it's not a, a, a childhood that I would ever wish on anyone. Mm -hmm. Um. So there's with that comes a whole bag of garbage of the self-worth and the value and anger, so much anger. 
You can tell me the sky is blue on a bright cloudless day with the sun is shining and a blue sky and I will tell you you are lying to me. How can you lie to me? The sky is not blue. Michelle, there's proof right there. The sky is blue. I don't care. It's still wrong. You know, just so, yes. much, so much anger. And I will tell you that was the hardest one. That was the hardest one to, um, to heal. And, um, and I can say that one's pretty, pretty healed because normally I would not recommend saying, Oh, I healed my trauma. I didn't, but I did heal that symptom. Um, yeah. that byproduct, so to speak, I do not react. You know, the, now, now I think before I react, I, you know, question myself more than anybody questions me, you know, is this true? Is it actually true? Can I prove it's true before I even, you know, comment back on something that might trigger me? Mm -hmm. And do you find, um, when you say about trust, your issues with trust, is that with other people or with yourself? Both. Right. Both. Both, because now you got to keep in mind while I'm being abused, my mom is telling, you know, giving me a kiss goodnight, telling me how much she loves me. You know, so yeah. is that is that is love real? Can I trust someone who says they love me? And then because I got into relationships before I had, I seek, you know, sought any kind of therapy or any kind of, you know, coaching or any kind of help, um, I chose bad partners. Uh, mm -hmm. Not bad partners. That's probably the wrong term. I chose people but who wrong were bad. For you. Yeah, wrong, wrong, for you. wrong for me. Yeah, they were wrong for me. And again, I, you know, you see things that are going on in the relationship that are hurtful and harmful, but yet this person is saying, I love you. So that just reinforced mm -hmm. what I would, you know, end up learning as a child. So I, tr you know, I didn't trust people when they told me they loved me. I didn't trust people when they told me they care about me. And um, then for myself, I broke so many promises to myself, you know, oh, I'm going to do this and didn't follow through. And I didn't do that and didn't follow through. Basically didn't trust myself then. Oh, you know, you're not going to do it anyway. You say you're going to do it, but you're not going to do it. So whatever you say isn't real. Whatever somebody says to you isn't real. So yeah, it was both. Oh, that sounds like a really harsh experience. So, um, was it through this trauma coach? Sorry, you, you might need to say his name again. Sorry. What was his oh, name again? Brad Kenny. He's more of a relationship than he is a trauma coach. But All right. his, yeah, it's Brad, B-R-A-D, Kenny, K-E-N-N-Y. But his, the way he, uh, because he's gone through so much trauma himself, the way he does his, his coaching he doesn't, I don't even think he realizes that he's helping so many trauma victims. I don't think he yes. realizes it. But was that the benchmark for you? For, for you uh, sorry, for you to start trusting people. Was that where it started? Yes, because he was, he was one of the first humans that, you know, said he was going to do something, you know, ask permission before everything. Like even when we sat, you know, when I sat on the very first call with him, he says, now going forward, if you can, if you decide to sign on with me, there may be decisions made in your life that you might not like. Are you going to be prepared for that? Mm -hmm. now, do I have permission to be honest with you? Or is there a certain way you want me to talk to you? I mean, he was very thorough at that first call on setting the baseline of the, you know, of how 
I wanted to be handled. And that was a new feeling for me. Like never, ever did I feel something like that before. Um, and I actually adopted that into my own practice because it made me feel so valued and so cared about and so protected that that was, you know, that he, like I said, I don't even think he realizes you know, how much he has helped. Oh, that's so nice. So I, I am wondering, um, as we met through Amanda and Tony, how did you get connected with them? You know what? I was thinking about this the other day, Sarah, and I cannot remember. I've been, um, Jesus, I think, I think I've been following Amanda for like two years, maybe longer. And I know. Been- I followed Amanda for two years as well before I connected with her this year. <laughs> Well, I think it was, I think for me, it was a year because I remember having a conversation with her. Um, she was doing, you know, hey, a free calls type thing, you know, yeah. you get a free complimentary call. And gosh, we were on the phone forever um, because we just hit it off so well. Yeah. And, but I wasn't in a place where I could um, financially afford her yet. So it was another year of just following her and taking her courses when she'd put them on her fantastic deals that she does like that 75% yes. off. You get, get that $300 course with three bucks. You know, <laughs> it's like yes. those, those type of deals. So I had suck, soak, soaked up everything she had. And then the one-on-one coaching came available. Um, she called me and said, Hey, are you, you know, it's been a year since we spoke, you know, are you, in a, you know, are you interested in one-on-one coaching yet? And I still couldn't, you know, she's got a hefty price tag on her coaching. Oh, I know definitely, but it's worth yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. But uh, my bank account was saying, no, you cannot. Yeah. Stop that. Step back. Bitch. Step back. You can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a little moss fly out of the wallet. But, um, <laughs> but she, um, she was doing her fabulous giveaways and, you know, Amanda and Tony are both yes. really, really big about giving back to society, which I absolutely love about them. It's, you know, and I have adopted that as well. At every course I have, I give away a free, a, a free seat, um, yeah. as a way to give back. And sometimes the person uses it. Sometimes the person doesn't, I don't take it personally, mm-hmm. but in her freebies, she uh, one of some a woman won fifty percent off coaching, and didn't couldn't use it or didn't want to use it. I'm not sure which, and ask Amanda to gift it forward to somebody else. Aww. So she called me up and said, "Listen, I have this opportunity. You know, I can give you this fifty percent off, and we can do this payment arrangement. How do you feel about that?" And I was like, "Sign me up. I'm done. Sign me up." <laughs> And then I met yep. Tony through her and yes, he okay. is, he uh-huh. is a very different human. Um, I don't think I've experienced a Tony ever anywhere. Me neither. And um, he's, I don't, why don't they have these people like in my space here? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking like this now. It was like a year ago. Like I didn't know any of the people well you know a lot of the people I know now and it's like wow if you'd have told me a year ago I'd have laughed (laughs) right right and no and um but I'm I am so grateful to have met the both of them I am so grateful Mm -hmm. they're in my circle and I am beyond grateful that they give back so much 
Like they're yes. not afraid, like Tony doing his free calls right now, his coffee and chat. It's like, who does that? I don't know of anyone else on the internet right now or on YouTube or on Instagram that's doing that. Mm-hmm. It's so generous. And that's a lot of time. Yes. Well, yeah, because it's several, it could be several hours, couldn't it? I mean, you don't know how many he's doing, but yeah. even if it's an hour, there's still a lot of work. Right. And he doesn't hold back. It's not like, well, he, he just gives you some fluffy stuff. I mean, in that, because I took a, a coffee and chat with him. All oh, right. And, okay. Yeah. And it's not, um, it was an amazing, amazing experience. It was so nice to have that one-on-one with him because I've never worked with Tony one-on-one. And he wasn't fluffy about it. You know how sometimes you know a coach will get you on their complimentary call to see if you want to oh, work I with know. you or whatever. Yeah, and, and you wake up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. See, you see me. We always interrupt. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you go on a call with someone and it's like a free half an hour, and then they want to sign you up by the end of it, and you're like, oh my god. Yes, but you didn't even. And you, and you didn't even walk away with anything. You're like, okay, they told me what I already know, but they're not telling me what I can do. You know, and with Tony, I had so many action steps, you know, so many action steps as I can implement right away and go and do what I need to do. And then he offered me to come back again for a free coffee oh, and chat, <laughs> you know, just to, to catch up and see how it goes. So we need more of that in the coaching industry. Absolutely. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I found when because um, I'm Tony's one to one of Tony's one to one clients, and I found the first time I went one to one with him, it's like, where's everyone else? It's like, are they all gone? Because you know, before that, it would be, you know, we did the Limitless Accelerator with you guys at the beginning of the year, and then yeah. I did something else with you know, the Five K Accelerator with him. So it was just like being one to one with him was like. I've never been one-to-one with you before. What do I do now? <laughs> it is so different. It is so. I love one-to-one coaching for that. I mean, you get a lot yeah. of value out of the group coaching as well because you get everybody else's perspective. Yes. And you know, and you learn like if there's something going on in my life or with me internally, and I don't recognize it, I may recognize it in someone else. I mean, yes. you know, you, you know, like for instance, you and I share in that limitless uh, accelerator and you might have shared something that was going on with you. And then it's like, oh, yes, that's what that's it me. is. Yeah, exactly. So the benefit of group coaching is that you get to, you know, you, I think it's a very impactful, but the benefit of one-on-one coaching is you get to know that coach and you get yes. to get unlimited, you you know, un- undivided attention. Yeah, I like her divided attention. <laughs> I think we all do. I think we all do. And, you know, and plus, like, especially if it's a business-related coach, or not yes. even just a business, even with self-development, you know, um, life coaching, everybody is different. Something I tell you, you know, something I suggest for you to do to help get through a block might mm-hmm. work perfectly for you. But then if I offer it to, you know, to the next client, it may not work at all because we're, because of the way our, we think and, you know, the way we're raised, our, our beliefs, our values, they might not match up with the modality that we decide to try. Yeah. So, which is the benefit of one-to-one coaching. You can, you can actually say to the coach, listen, you know, I saw you did this in the group, but it doesn't work well for me. Is there something else? You know, 
Oh, I was gonna no, I was gonna say also when when you want to one, you can be a bit more open. You know, yes. if there's something you don't want to discuss in front of everybody, you 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 can discuss on one to one. Yes, absolutely. But you also get that in um. If have you been in a mastermind, Sarah? Um, like a, which, which would be you like long? It's like it's long. It's usually usually longer term. Like um, Amanda's with moments. I know. Months. I was going to ask: Is Amanda still doing that? The one she started in April. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're right. Until, it's running until October, I believe. But that is that is really sweet too because you get the benefit of one to one coaching, mm -hmm. um, and then also the benefit of the group coaching together. And then the part while well, you mentioned where you might not want to men uh, say something in front of yes. a a five day group program. Yes. When you're with somebody for three months, you know straight. Like I think we're at the four month mark right now. Um, it's a you actually start to trust them so now everybody is more open that we share yes. things that we wouldn't have shared in month one which is really yeah. really beneficial and how, how is that going how's that it's fabulous it's probably what? the best best mastermind i've ever been in what are the masterminds we've been in before i was at a mastermind with amanda king um and uh, trying to think who else. I've been in, I've been in two before this one. Sorry, my daughter's in the background. Oh, no worries, no worries at all. I have a mom with four kids and a slew of grandkids. I know how that is. Were you there during the three day event when she comes in and says about this cat biting her? <laughs> it's like you know the three day event we had with Tony and Amanda. Oh like, yes. <laughs> All right, thanks, Mia. That was that was a I that was the first time. No, it's not. Is it? I try to remember. No, it was the second time. That three day event was the second time I participated in an all day event. Right. Okay. Um, I had um, I had one from um, is it another group, and they had some kind of challenge, and I had won tickets to. Um, Rachel Hollis's uh, Rise Up, and yes. it, was, it was a virtual because of COVID, and they that was an all-day event. I think it was two or three days in a row. I cannot remember, and that was difficult. And then Tony's and Amanda's was like effortless. Like, yes, definitely, I agree with that. Because normally, as I said, like even with a free one, I'd Mia, please don't remove Mia. I'm moving this. It's fine. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on computer by the kit one. Not, you know, it was in a safe place. We moved it. Right, where were we? We were talking about the three-day weekend. Yeah, normally, even with a free event, I tend to, like, go for the morning and then leave for the afternoon. Have you ever done that in a live event? I've done that before now, unless it's training. Yep, yep. I have done that. <laughs> in real life, you know what I mean, face to face. You go for the morning, leave for the afternoon, you're like <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I done that once with a volunteer thing. I didn't like the man, so I just left. <laughs> well <laughs> Well, I was volunteering, but there you go. Mm -hmm. Tell me about a time where you've had a dream that you thought was impossible. And how you achieved it? 
Oh, this one's easy. I had several, but the one that comes to mind immediately was going back to school at 45. All right. I um, graduated high school and then Mm -hmm. went right into marriage and had children. And Mm -hmm. um, my husband and I were going through some bad things. And I was like, I need to do something different with my life. I got to, you know, make myself more marketable. This, you know, this is all before 2000. And this is all after 2009, but before I really got into personal development. So I decided to go back to college and I got a degree in uh, medical uh, business. And I don't like school. I tend to not finish things, which turned, you know, that, that old, uh, not trusting yourself thing. And I still had two young kids at home. My two older ones had already had left the nest. I still had two younger ones at home. So I had to, and I had to work. I didn't think I would do it. And I thought I would quit. And, but this is where I want to tell y'all that are listening, let your haters be your motivators. Because my husband told me that I would, I never finish anything. Why am I bother going back to school? So every time I wanted to quit, Mm -hmm. I would hear that in the back of my head. And I'm like, no, I am not going to prove him wrong. God damn it. I'm not doing it. And it was difficult because, again, I'm working full-time hours. My daughter had had just got her, um, what's that called? Not her driver's license, but her uh, permit. There we go. She got her Mm -hmm. permit. So she still, but she did, no, she was learning. She had her learner's permit. She could not drive on her own. That's right. Yeah, that's correct. And I was driving a hundred miles back and forth a day in my vehicle between my job, my school, her, her getting her from school to her job and then back from her job to home. It was a, a very difficult time. And it taught me that even if it's hard, even if it sucks, even if you're tired, because, you know, with kids, you have a child there, so you know what it's like. Um, I didn't get my homework done till two o'clock in the morning, only to get up at five o'clock to go to work. You know, so cool. I learned how to survive on little sleep, very little food, because I'd eat dinner. And then, I mean, I'd make dinner for the kids and then head out the door to go to my night classes. And, you know, didn't have a chance to eat, uh, you know, in between. I could make it <laughs> if I didn't have time to eat it. <laughs> Wow. But it but it was a good experience, even though it was hard at the time, because it showed me that I can survive just about anything if I have the right motivation and and drive. You know, so if someone tells you you can't do something or someone says something negative to you, use it as something to motivate you instead of taking it to heart, which is what I did. And it worked well. And I graduated with honors. So I was happy. Oh, that's so good. I'm so proud of you, Michelle. Oh, thank you. I'm proud of me too. Cause it was, it was an experience. Um, but again, even with that experience, I made, I met some wonderful people in school that are still my friends now. And I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't trade that for the world. So what was, so your degree was medical business studies, did you say? Yeah. yeah medical billing and coding to be for specifics. Yep. Oh, billing. Billing, billing <laughs> and coding. Yeah, I can work in a medical office. All right. Okay. So what, 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 I mean, I'm not asking you to tell me the whole thing because we'd be here tomorrow, but what is it <laughs> broadly? What is it? What, 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 what did um, you learn? Well, when I left the school, I ended up working for a home health agency 
and um, basically it's everything that has to do with your medical record, uh, compiling it, making sure everything is assigned correctly by the doctors. Um, while, mm-hmm. I was at, while I was at my job, my very first job after graduation, they even started to teach me how to um, inspect it for Medicare before we would send it off to Medicare to make sure that everything is all the I's are, cro- are dotted, the T's are crossed, and all, you know, if the diagnosis was made by a doctor that there was the information to, to um, I can't speak to anybody. My mind and my mouth don't want to go together. It's okay. What, what is Medicare? Is that the insurance? That is, Medicare is the big guy that, like, drives everything here in the United States. Um, right, okay. You know, so it's, it is an insurance itself as well. And um, a lot of people who have Medicare, they'll go and have a treatment done, but the doctors didn't have the, the right, um, what the freak is the word I'm looking for? The right information to validate the diagnosis, since I can't find the word wow. I'm looking for. And yes, that, okay. Go ahead. No, I said it's okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so that's what I would do. I would go, I was going through the paperwork for that. Um, Making sure orders, you know, like for physical therapy were signed and handled correctly and then processed. Uh, Insurance claims, making sure they are sent to the billing, you know, billers correctly, that everything that the biller was going to need as far as verification is actually on that slip before it goes over to the biller so that they don't say, well, we are not paying it because X, Y, Z isn't on the paper. So yeah, it's, it was a lot of fun. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So what, what was your best experience you had with being a coach? My best experience I have as a coach every day is when someone says to me, I help them. Yeah. So it's, you know, and I had something happen this week where somebody came up to me and said, Hey, I was talking to so-and-so and they want to know why you haven't been doing any Facebook lives. They, they were actually watching your lives. I'm like, what? <laughs> 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 they, were, they were watching my lives. I, they, and of course, this is somebody that's never commented, never liked it. You know, they were watching my lives. So if you are a coach listening to this podcast and you feel like you're not making an impact, you probably are. Yeah, you. It, they say it's the people, you, it's actually the people that don't like your posts are the people that watch it the most. Yeah, that's what they say. And I, it must be true. Yeah. But, then, but I love, uh, you know... Obviously, you know, with coaching, you, you have a, a monetary, you know, impact on your own wallet. But yeah, the, the impact I get from someone saying, look how different I am after meeting you. Uh, look how different I am after working with you. I've been following you for a year and I've been using the things that you have, you know, given for free. And I feel so much different than I was last year. Those are the things that like, you know, let my, light me up and set me on fire and give me a reason to wake up tomorrow. I love it. Oh, so give me a piece of advice you would like to give our listeners. The best thing, it, it's there's so many. How do you give one? <laughs> <laughs> Invest in yourself. 
you're so quick yes. to, you're you're so quick to make sure your your children go to the orthodontist and you'll spend all that money on those braces to make their teeth pretty and so that their bite is correct and their jaws don't hurt. You'll go to the doctor to help a sprained ankle. But oftentimes if you decide you want to be a, your own entrepreneur, you're afraid to hire that business coach or if you have yes. gone through trauma or something or not it doesn't even have to be trauma, you're just not feeling that you are living the best possible life you can live. And you just don't know what the problem is. Like, why can't I feel happy right now? You know, hire a coach, you know, talk, take one of those free coffee, coffee and chats that somebody offers. See if it works for you. Make sure that you're investing in yourself because they say you die. You only live once, but the the fact is you only die once you live every freaking day that you are breathing. So my advice for anyone out there that's listening to this podcast, reach out to someone and invest in yourself. You are so worth it. Is there anything you would like to ask me? What got you into podcasting? Um, <laughs> I know I ask people to ask me a question and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> What do I fucking say to that? <laughs> what it was when I went well, in particular with interviewing people. Um, when I did my first degree, I I learned about interviewing and about thematic analysis and things like that through psychology, and I just thought it'd be so, so nice to like hear people's stories and how they've overcome how they've overcome challenges and what their fe- what they feel the future holds for them. Oh, that's wonderful. Also, I want to inspire people, and I think these interviews will. Oh, I'm sure it will. I'm absolutely positive. Uh, how could you not? I mean, you're you're bringing on and you know so many wonderful people to be interviewed, and you're sharing stories that people need to hear. And that's probably yes. the other. If if I can add one second thing, I'd like to tell people. Yeah. Um, one of my values is the value of being able to use your voice. Obviously, mm-hmm. it was taken away from me when I was seven years old. Had I not had that taken away from me, maybe I wouldn't have experienced the abuse I did because I would have spoke up. So my, I would encourage anyone listening that if you have a story inside of you that needs to be told, tell it. Yes. You know, write it, blog it you know reach out to sarah ask her to be on her podcast um the getting your story out don't think it's insignificant because every story is significant and you don't know who needed to hear the message from your story you don't know who else is out there suffering or who's overcoming or needs to be inspired to overcome something your story is so important and something i've definitely learned from you is to stop telling me to be quiet. I don't mean to tell her to be quiet, but sometimes but I've learned, like, you know, to let her have her voice. Well, see, so like, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, it does depend, obviously, you know, where where mm-hmm. she's having her voice. But I just mean, you know, sometimes it can, even now, even in this day and age, it's so, so easy to say to children, oh, no, you can't have that opinion, or that's rude, or... Right. And I, and I've learned with mine that you can tell me almost anything. 
but mm-hmm. you've got to work. But there's a difference between using your voice and then being out and out rude. You know, exactly. so, you know, so it's like, okay, darling, you don't want to do the dishes, but you don't need to tell it to me, like in that tone of voice. Now, why yeah. do you think, you know, why do you think you can't help the family with some chores when you're a part of the family? So we can use it as a, a learning tool, but it's better, like if you're raising children in today's day and age, especially, um, you need to know what that child is thinking. You need to know what that child is feeling because there's so many predators out there. Yes. And if I would want my child to come to me and say somebody upset them, no matter how much it hurt me, if it was mm-hmm. somebody I cared about and they were upsetting my child, I want to know. Um, I'm sorry, go I ahead. Gonna, I was going to say, I think children are very, I think children are very more intuitive than we are. I think it's almost like it conditioned out of us. It so I think when a child yes. doesn't like someone, they don't like someone is the reason why. Yes, absolutely. Because we're, you know, we're taught as we get older to stop playing. We're taught as we get older that, you know, we need to act and behave a certain way. And we, Mm -hmm. we actually train that out of our children so that they become mini us. So we end up shutting ourselves off from the world that the children are still open to, you know, and definitely, absolutely listen to them. Are they always right? No. But it's better to listen to them and find out if something is true and teach children how to communicate. You know, yes. obviously you don't want them going up to say to someone and saying, you're ugly. <laughs> you <know>? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, sometimes Mia says, yeah, Mia says things and I'm like, Mia, did you just say that? But if she doesn't know it's not appropriate, she doesn't know, does she? Well, obviously it's age appropriateness too, yeah. you know. You know, certain children just don't know yet. And as they grow, they'll learn. And motherhood or parenthood, I should say parenthood because of our situations. Um, parenthood isn't for the light of heart. You know, you've got to be in it. you got to be in it. You know, and it's, you know, it means it's exhausting. It means you got to put out a bigger effort. And that effort pays off, though, when your child has grown and you see how well they're doing. And yeah. You know, and you're you're part of how they developed, and you get to choose how they develop. And I think something I find that's really nice with me, because people will say, "Oh, she's a credit to you," because she's very polite and she's very funny, and you know, she's very loving. And you sing, "Oh, <laughs> it's so beautiful." It is. It <laughs> it's is. just sometimes when you're in it, like you know, looking after them, you think. You're not doing it, you know. I think, especially as mothers, maybe we tend to be so quick to say things like, "Oh, we're not doing a good job," or "We could be doing this better," or "We or we're not doing that right," you know. Well, my answer to that is there is not one perfect parent out there. No, every parent has made a mistake somewhere along the line, and if they don't acknowledge it, they're lying. <laughs> because hey, that's that's another <laughs> podcast on its own, isn't it? The, the, the... <laughs> absolutely absolutely so you know and I I tell my kids you know because they're my grandchildren are just you know starting to pop up in the world and I'm like listen you're gonna screw up don't don't fret you know children are bounceable they'll bounce back as long as you're able to own it fix it work with what you got and you know enjoy the process because you got you know 18 years with them and then they move off onto their own yeah, how how did it feel becoming a grandparent then? I'm not I'm quite sorry, that. Well, 
How, does it, how does it feel becoming a grandparent? It is so different. It is so different. I was very blessed that my daughter let me in the birthing room with her. And uh, when she was delivering um, Evelyn, my first granddaughter, and, yeah. you know, I delivered four children myself, my, out of my body. And All right. I know how, you know, I know how amazing that felt, but watching a, my baby deliver a baby, that's going to be my grandchild, that my blood runs through those veins. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't even, I, there are no words in the English dictionary to describe yeah. it. It's just amazing. And the best part is you get to hold them and then give them back. <laughs> and be there for the good. Well, I mean, yeah. you're there, be there for all of it. Yes. You're there when, yeah, you're there when you can take them to the places that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Um, I hope you get to experience it because it is absolutely amazing. Well, Mia's saying she doesn't want children at the moment, but she's only eight, so who knows? Oh, my goodness, yeah. She's got a long time to decide. <laughs> but it's her choice. Mm, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? It seems to me there's very often that, you know, if you don't have a child, you're not, you know, I think it's okay for people to choose not to have children if they don't yeah, want them. When did, when did that, how did that even I have start? no idea how it, that started. It just... Yeah, that's it. you go you go and you see somebody and they're you're walking and they're like, hey, this is my this is my partner. Oh, when are you getting married? Is the first question. And then if it's you like have, and, and if you are getting married, oh, when are you planning on having children? Like, who said we were? Oh, I'm a question that I used to get. I mean, I'm not married now, but I'd get the um, how's married life? And you like my true fucking business? That's how it is. <laughs> How's <laughs> married life? What, do you want a pitch of it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people do ask the most darkest questions, don't they? <laughs> I don't know. How is single life? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for talking to me today, Michelle. Oh, and no, the honor was mine. Thank you for inviting me to speak. This is wonderful. I loved getting to know you at another level. Oh, if um, you could give me your links, I'll put it in the description for this chat. Okay. When this is uploaded. So then if people want to connect with you afterwards, they can connect with you. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. I'll give them to you. Okay, thank you. Thank you, sweetie. You have a wonderful afternoon. And you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, yeah. it's, it's four o'clock now. Yeah, so it's a still, wonderful it's evening. <laughs> it's still eleven o'clock for you, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> oh, well, I hope you have a really lovely day and that the rain doesn't come back. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be off and on all week because of the storm, but we'll be all right. Oh, thank you <laughs> thank so much, you. Michelle. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you more. You have a wonderful evening. And you. Bye bye. Bye bye. So there you have it. As Michelle had said, it's very, very good, very good <laughs> to work with a coach or to have some personal development to help you through trauma and also not to ignore it, not to do what I've often done, try working through autopilot 
and try and just get on with it. Because very often, if you have been through a traumatic experience and you do not process it, it will still live with you in your body, in your energy. So it's something that is useful to process. But thank you so much, Michelle, for being on the podcast today. I've really appreciated you having here. And you're definitely rad as fuck. <laughs>